You are listening to Lightning Strikes Thrice, a JRPG Games Club podcast. This is a special episode. We're interviewing two of the developers of Wolfstride. I'm your host, Chris Taylor, and with me is... Ryan Beatty. So I'm Ota Otavio, for uh, it's my Brazilian name. Uh, so I am the director, writer, and artist for Wolfstride, and now Zetzillians. I am Paulo. I am the lead animator for Wolfstride, and now I'm the lead artist and animator for Zetzillians. Thanks. Yeah, thank you so much for uh, for having this interview with us. It we really loved your game, uh, Wolfstride. Very excited to check out Zetzillians, um, and it was really. Uh, great of you to to come on and and chat with us about it. Awesome! It, 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 thanks for having us, guys. This is really awesome, and we're we love to talk about our projects and everything. So this is is great for us. Yeah. <laughs> this will be our first interview. This is our first game by someone who's not Square Enix or a developer that folded twenty years ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just to start, like, we've really liked Wolfstride. Uh, how did it do for you guys commercially? Are you, like, happy with, like, how it sold and everything like that? Like, guys are making Zetzillions, so. Yeah, so so it's been kind of a struggle, I guess, because uh, we didn't sell well at first. I think we can say that we, we kind of flopped at the, mm. the start, at the launch. Uh, it was not what everyone was expecting but uh since it was our first game we didn't know about it so it was like uh for us it, it was a huge success it felt like a success but then uh we realized that we just followed fell into the gray area you know where most games fell in i guess uh so we didn't have any profit uh until now so it's it's almost what three years after the, the launch of wolf stride so we finally got to profit now and it was because it was because the 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 crunch row uh partnership we we had you know oh so crunch row helped us a lot and put our game our games on, in mobile so that's that you know and now we're we're able to finally get some of the profits that we earned from from Wolfstride, yeah. If there is an audience of people who would love Wolfstride, it's people logging into crunchyroll.com. Yes. <laughs> how uh how did the how did the Crunchyroll partnership happen? Well, they reached out to to us. You know, uh, so it was really unusual and weird that we are there with the five games that they chose to to open the, their game vault. You know, wow. So yeah, they they really chose us out of the blue. I don't know exactly where they found our game or anything like that, but they sure. seem like they really like it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, your genuine love of mecha anime comes through so strongly in Wolfstride. So um, I'm glad that someone at Crunchyroll found you because it does seem like a really good fit. 
<laughs> yeah, we're we're very happy about that, really. Yeah, one of five is like huge. That's like beginning of the app store type like uh visibility. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's really big for us. Um so one of the big questions we had when playing I was time to take notes. Uh it took a long time to take notes to make an episode of Wolf Stride. I think I was surprised by it. no one else was. Um but the thing I noticed was that the game like came to vary a lot from the script that's available on Steam. What's up with that? How did that happen? All right, so I kind of wrote that thing like five times or even more. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, um, the first draft was from twenty, well, two thousand and sixteen, I think. That was the first draft of the script. Yeah. So for for the final script, uh, we made some changes even as we were playing in it and um, checking it out. So we could change lots of stuff before the the VO process started, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there was a lot more of dumb shit before. <laughs> I don't know if I can swear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can definitely swear. A, yeah. <laughs> this is a swearing friendly podcast. Oh yeah. <laughs> So it, it it is still a bit silly at some parts, but it was way sillier, maybe. Uh, it was way cringier. Uh, uh, and uh, yeah, so <laughs> that version that came with the game there is already a version that w- was very fixed in many as- aspects, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, the rest is just uh, we, we chose to, to change it to fit with the the vibes of the game, you know. So there's a lot of things that we cut and inserted there just to to make the story work, really. Sure. Um did you work with uh an editor at all when you were doing these kind of on the fly changes or was that you and the team kind of making the decisions yourself as you were kind of doing the rewrites? Right. Yeah, so so to be honest, I was mostly alone uh, for this process. Uh, I didn't have an editor, and <laughs> sometimes uh, uh, I struggle to have someone to read the the script. And um, I think most of the editing for for Wolf Stride was made during the recording of the the old sessions. You know, wow. Um, yeah, it was really crazy. And it wasn't the idea to have VO for the whole game. That was some crazy idea from our producer that uh, arranged all the stuff for us. And then he bailed from Ralph Fury. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and then we recorded all the voices and all the stupid shit that I wrote for every character, you know? So uh-huh. there were some weird... Uh, yeah, you know, you know how weird some dialogues are and yes. the guys the guys at the studio at the recording studio they were cracking at some jokes and they were saying <laughs> man this is the best game ever this is the best project ever oh. uh, to part in because because it, it it was so i don't know it was so different uh with all the jokes yes. and stuff that we we did there you know but um some things sounded jarring in um for English speakers, because we are from Brazil, 
and our native language is Portuguese, but I mm -hmm. write in English since I was 14 because I didn't want anybody to read my stuff. So I wrote everything in English and not everybody oh. can read in English here. So that's why I ended <laughs> here. And uh, yeah, so the guys from the VO team, uh, the studio called Om UK, they're from UK, I guess, Lono. <laughs> uh, and they they helped us a lot uh, while reading through and recording the voices. I think that's where most of the editing came through for for Wolfstride. Yeah, <laughs> awesome, awesome. Yeah, the the voice acting cast uh, really sells some of those characters and some of those lines, and I, it it really added to the game. I'm not usually a person who likes games that are voice acted all the way through um but it i i do think that it it really worked for wolfstride so that's that's awesome yeah <laughs> thanks it it's interesting because a lot of those like differences add up a lot and like change the focus of the plot pretty heavily in a way that i think is very positive around the end so that's like very interesting to hear that it was mostly during recording that the change happened Mm -hmm. <laughs> you guys mentioned that you're uh this is a question not on the list that you guys are um from brazil and uh yeah how did that influence the things that you wrote um there's a particular relationship in particular to like oil production that uh the game is very interested in that i found very interesting as an american where we export all of our oil <laughs> and then buy it back later <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I think that oil part is more of a influence from Metal Gear, really, because I, oh, I wanted yeah. to do something like like Metal Gear and talk about the war and stuff like that. But I'm a dumbass, and I don't know much about war and stuff, and <laughs> I didn't have much of the time to to research that, or else I did, but I didn't do much of a good job there. But What I can say is here in Brazil, we do love uh, Japanese stuff. So most of us grew up with uh, Japanese anime and um, stuff like Yu Yu Hakusho and uh, Knights of the Zodiac, I think you call it. Mm -hmm. um, most, most kids of the 90s there, they grew up with those anime, you know. So we're heavily influenced by anime at some point. Uh, well, part of us, I don't, I wouldn't say everybody here, but, um, but, uh, uh, and also we played a lot of uh, pirate games because we, most of us yeah. didn't have the, yeah, <laughs> the cash to buy games. And so uh, there's that. Uh, I think most of our culture there is represented by the fact that uh, the guys, Kind of don't have any money there, because here we're we're struggling with uh, some stuff like that, jobs and all. I think maybe everywhere, but here in Brazil, I don't know. Uh, I grew up like that, you know. So we're always struggling to uh, have some money to to eat or do anything, and uh, and everybody I know is more like that, you know. So most of the characters were based on my friends and family. And okay. uh, and uh, and it was really fun, you know, funny because 
one of the reviews said that the characters and everybody there is dysfunctional. And I thought, <laughs> <laughs> well, don't, maybe I just know dysfunctional people. And I am, so. <laughs> it's, but yeah, <laughs> I think it's more like that, you know. Uh, uh, there's few things I think that I did on purpose, like saying tapioca and other stuff from our culture, really. But most of everything that we did there is is a homage to Japanese anime, really. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I can feel that for sure. <laughs> so I noticed, so, you know, you. it sounds like you wrote the script in English um, and it was voiced in English. And then obviously, because you're from Brazil, the game is also available in Portuguese. But there are six other languages that that Wolfstride supports. Um, did you have any part in the localization process to those other languages or were those shipped out or how, how did that process, what did that process look like? All right. Yeah. So uh, the first thing I remember is our producer reached out to us and asked uh, what languages uh, we wanted to localize the game. Uh, and, and I said, every possible language you can do, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> but then we we just saw the, the, the budget for that and uh, and started cutting things off. So mm -hmm. we chose uh, the, the, the languages that had more friction with our demo and stuff that we had um, done until that point, I guess. So that's how we chose the languages and uh, for working with the localization teams is, is more like uh, we hired a company that did most of the localization. I think only the Japanese localization was made for a different team. Okay. Uh, so I think that's how that this worked. Yeah. For us and the Brazilian localization, we, we took care of that. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Okay. That's awesome. So getting into the story a little bit, one of the most impressive parts to me is that Shade as a character really wants to be a better person, but he continues to do shitty, selfish, cowardly things throughout the course of the game. And that... I've seen other anime and also other small indie games where it's either tuned way too hard one way or the other. Either the guy is way too shitty to even care about wanting to see their journey or all of their shittiness is in the past and you only see them turning the corner and being better. And I, I wanted to know a little bit more about if you had to work at balancing that or if shade just kind of came naturally because I, it, it, he, he was such an interesting character to follow because I was so mad at him sometimes. And then also felt really deeply for him as well. <laughs> yeah. That, that's a, uh, that's a good one. Cause uh, I'll start from the start. Um, so I, I met a guy who was, uh, he, he drew hentai, right? And um, mm -hmm. this, this guy just said to me one thing that I will never forget, that if you want to write a story, uh, write a story about yourself. 
and he was talking about uh, uh, you write like uh, start with you being a baby and growing up and all that, you know, like an exercise. But I mm-hmm. thought I took that to heart. But I yeah, I kind of changed the things the way this, he said, and I thought uh, I should write something that I'm very familiar with. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's why Shade is a screw up. Uh, he's <laughs> like <laughs> he's the closest character to me uh, in in some ways, you know. So it it came down naturally because um, many of the questions that Shade has uh, th- these are questions that I have as well, you know. Mm-hmm. Like um, I don't know if that if that is really clear in the game, but I wanted to be like. Um, more of a guy that is thinking about suicide or and the end of his life in some way, but he has such a great time with such great people that uh, I wanted to change to change his perception of the world by the end of the game, you know. So I think most of the things Jade does came naturally in the way that he acts and all. I didn't want him to be too much of an asshole, but as you see him, I think most people think that he is going to be some kind of a guy, and deep down, he he's something different, you know? He's like he's trapped inside uh, his masculinity in some way as well, so he can't mm. be too... I don't know, too kind or say he loves people without swearing and all of that. So it's like he's, he's a victim of how he was raised, I guess, as well. Sure, <laughs> sure. <laughs> he's like, the, ba- the balance is like really well achieved because he comes off as a person rather than like a character where things are amplified for effect. I, I try to be very honest with the story. So I I don't like to uh, plan ahead too much um, uh, what characters will say or everything. It's like when I write a dialogue, generally, it's more like um, a character starts and the other responds and then it goes, you know. I never know what they're going to say. And sometimes I'm surprised by something that they they reveal, you know. But uh, it's like playing table RPG with yourself in some way. Sure. Yeah. But it's really fun. Speaking of that kind of honesty, like, I'm a very depressed kind of guy. You can <laughs> tell because I'm making a podcast. Um, <laughs> and I think the game nails like a very specific type of regret-based depression that you like grow into as you get older and accumulate that kind of regret. And like, I just like to hear a little bit about how that came through, right? Like, do you have, like, a an interesting experience or relationship with that? Because, like, it seems very, very well observed. Oh. Yeah, thanks for that. I, I think that's not uh, well thought on my side. Um, it's more like that I, I was trying to solve some problems that I had for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was trying to answer some questions, you know. That's why the, the, the white door and the black door are there. I don't know if you guys remember that. But yes. it's basically when I was doing the game, I was trying to answer this question as well. Like if I had the chance to go through a door and uh, everything I know just disappears, I don't exist. 
and nothing matters anymore. It's, uh, you know, if I had this chance, what would I have to grow through to change my mind to not choose this door, you know? So mm. that's the whole journey, I guess, for me. I, I wanted Shade to have the, the choice that I didn't have. So, uh, uh, yeah, it's not, it's not, not, it's not like a, a double ending, you know, people come there and, and think that if you go through a door, you're going to see things. It's not that. It's, it's just uh, if you had the chance, you know, to just throw right. it all out, you know, would you do it? Because I don't think you would do it for Shade because you want to see his story, you know. Yes. Um, but yeah, I wanted to give players that chance and I wanted players to experience everything that Shade goes through and, and see deep who he, he is, you know. So I think most of the things about depression or, uh, well, the hard stuff he goes through or went through and how he's changed. I, I try to be honest with the experiences I had from life, mm. really. I didn't think that much through. I didn't want to... Um, lecture the players or find an answer or give them an answer for the question but mm -hmm. this is something that I'm trying I'm always trying to, to answer you know like uh, what the hell are we doing here why the hell <laughs> am I doing here doing these things you know it would be just um, way easier if um, I wear nothing I wear nothing <laughs> and I wouldn't have to do anything you know and I wouldn't yeah. mind because I, I wouldn't think or, or something like that. So why, you know? And that's the question for Shake there, you know? Ab uh, Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, and I, I think you nail that because, yeah, I really, I, I felt the power of that choice, absolutely. And what's, I mean, what's interesting about that choice is that it's not, like you mentioned, it's not like a there are two equal endings here kind of choice. And so one of the doors, it's like you you can decide that your game is over if you choose the the other door here. But really okay. it's like <laughs> but but really it it it's like there's because like you said, players are gonna want to see Shade's story kind of keep going uh because we followed him for so long. Um it was I I really appreciated how it wasn't just a okay. There are multiple endings now. Um, it 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 you know it you give the player a choice, but it's kind of a non-choice at the same time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like a like a personal choice rather than a narrative choice, which is um like an interesting way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, while we're on the subject of writing, one of our listeners wanted to know what was your favorite joke to write in the game, and uh, or Paolo, what is your what is the what is the animation you liked the most to put in that you think is the funniest? Well, I don't know. I don't really remember much of the jokes, <laughs> but there <laughs> uh, during recording there was this joke uh, with the tiger character, the 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 guy with the black power or mm -hmm. pilot the uh, jazz jazz bass yeah and uh he he talked a bunch and he said uh something like i want to rematch 
Yaya and Shade said something not gonna happen and said, okay. And uh, <laughs> as response, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so it, yeah. It, it was just a stupid line. But our, uh, the guys recording the VO, they were cracking every time. And they were making all the actors hear those lines again and again. <laughs> <laughs> laughing out loud so I think it's my favorite joke because it's just <laughs> stupid and it was the one that hit the most hard I think <laughs> the hardest <laughs> my favorite guys. is all the milks <laughs> oh yeah I love all of the milk jokes too yeah <laughs> the milks <laughs> do, do you have a, a favorite joke, Paulo? I don't know if you remember anything. Uh, oh, jokes! I, I don't remember the jokes. Also. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you asked about the, the animation. If, if there was one, I remembered, right? Or, yeah. What's your favorite yes. one? Your... I, I think like the one that I think it's funniest one I animated, and I was kind of laughing while animating it was the one. I don't remember the name of the character, but it was a drunken guy in the bar. I think Ulta might remember it better. Oh, but... yeah, it's Gonzo. Gonzo. So I animated Gonzo, and he had to, like, walk drunk. And I never... I was, like, a animator, a starting animator, you know? <laughs> and making a walk cycle was a little hard yet to me. But when I did this, guys, I had so much fun. It was so many frames, and like uh, every time I, oh, he could do this and that, and and like every time I did that, and I showed Ulta, he said, oh, that's nice, and I we <laughs> were laughing and doing that. <laughs> yeah, Paulo did some great things, like uh, uh, you can say that bounty hogs, but. You know, that brown oh, but yeah. Uh, yeah. That was something that Paolo created. I never imagined that. So he did the back for the curtain and added that, uh, that gorgeous butt that we <laughs> keep uh, talking about, making jokes about it. Uh, it was Paolo's doing that. I just wanted him to have some juice, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Extremely cursed because once you point it out in the game, it's like you n never not notice it every time you go talk to Hog. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, there's Hog and there's Hog's butt. <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah, the thing, it also. The thing. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that the thing about the, the when the game over happens and you see the earth exploding, that was uh, a miscommunication between me and Paulo as well. Because mm. I said the game, like the word was going to end figuratively on in another way, and Paulo just understood that if the game was over, the word would end. And I thought, <laughs> ah, well, there's there's it. Let's do that. If you if you mess up, we explode the earth for no reason, and that's game over. Yeah, that's great. Way bigger, to be so, honest. Like got big Frodo trigger energy. Yeah. <laughs> When we were playing, there was uh we're gonna move on to like game stuff now because that's all we have for script. Uh we we're playing this was like a bunch of times where it seemed like content had been cut for scope. Um big example is like the uh hyper detailed church on the Rain City map, like everywhere else you can visit. Is there anything that you guys had really wanted to include that had to get cut for time or budget? 
Oh yeah, I think there there are lots of stuff there uh, there that we wanted. Uh, I think the thing that would make the most different difference there would be we had a system of traps planned for the battle. Um, so we could place traps uh, in the tiles for the board there in the battle and enemies would step in or a cowboy would step in some environmental stuff in the tiles there you know uh, we were planning that but uh, we had to cut it uh, mm. we also had to cut like um, a system for uh, the minigames we had a minigame where you would raise a corpse plant uh, and that was cut as well. We had a mini game for grooming the cats that you bathed and uh, <laughs> yeah, and taking them to contests of beauty and stuff like that. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> so we had to cut that. Uh, I think for me, the the most weird stuff that was cut and nobody really talked about it. Is something about the, the, the virtual battles. There, mm -hmm. there is a, a sentence, a phrase that Nebraska says, uh, when you approach uh, an NPC, you will beep and uh, you can fight this NPC and, and all that. So we made a tutorial for this. It is in the game. Nebraska talks about it, but it never happens. You never, <laughs> nothing beeps when you approach <laughs> other people and you can't fight them in virtual battle, you know. So, yeah, we, we had a lot, uh, lots to cut there. And uh, the church thing is, uh, I wanted to have the church for the battle with um, Warmageddon there. Mm -hmm. And it was supposed um, to be a sequence where you would... Uh, go around the city and uh, look for it and find him at the church. So it was planned for that, but it also never happened. So we had to make it work with uh, cinematics and cutscenes, really. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that was that. Also, uh, I think a big chunk was cut because um, all the thing about this, the Sayuki and the Akala, the the ones from yes. the Rumble and Gumbler, mm -hmm. they are secretly hosting like a a gambling house at night, so you would oh. go there and gamble, and you would see another side of these characters because they are running away from the mafia, the, the mafia, because they stole from the mafia and all that shit, and they are doing gambling operations right there in the basement, you know, so that thing was never there. And we even recorded some lines of VO for that, but yeah, never made that, it again. That <laughs> makes a lot of sense because yeah, Sayuki in particular, it did, it, it felt like there was more there with that character. So that, that, that makes a ton of sense. <laughs> yeah. So, your team is really small and um the combat like stays pretty balanced and engaging for the whole game um and i was just wondering what 
what like balance and playtesting looked like. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So we had two game designers uh working on that for Stride at, at the time. I think our whole team was like nine people. We are about twelve now. Mm -hmm. Um so uh it was mostly Marcelo, the, the game designer at the time. He made uh most of the battles. Uh he had a lot of spreadsheets and stuff there. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, the thing is, he balanced most of it. Um, uh, I helped him with creating some skills and stuff, but I didn't have much uh, time to test it, really. Uh, so there, uh, there are still some exploits in the game and stuff like that, you know. Uh, I think we, we didn't have as much time as we wanted to test out some battles, you know. Uh, mm -hmm. I Most of the reviews, they, they talk about how uh, Angel, Breath, Angel Breath, uh, Breath is the one uh, people like the most. and um, But uh, maybe the other battles uh, are somehow easier or stuff like that, you know. And I think uh, we we were short for time, so we didn't have the time to mix the the skills and animations we really wanted for that. Mm. And since this was our first project as well, I feel now like we we could have done more with what we had at the time, you know. But back then we didn't have that much experience, so. Sure. Yeah, most of the testing I did and, and our other game designers did, it was when uh, we were playing the game through, uh, testing other stuff, even so, you know, and we didn't have anyone specialized, uh, like a spe specialized tester. And wow. We, we didn't, like, we didn't work with uh, our community as we're doing right now, you know? So mm -hmm. we only got player feedback from our demo and the demo ended up very different from the game, you know? So yeah, I think this is how it, it ended the way it was, you know? We, we made what we found was fun, but we didn't have much of a direction. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it turned out really well given the level of like expressivity you have in terms of like how you lay out your your thing, right? Like you're you're just overpowered enough no matter what you want to do to like feel really good doing whatever strategy you pick. Oh yeah. Yeah, that that is something that we wanted, you know. We didn't want players to play in a certain way. So mm -hmm. even if you make the weirdest builds, you can get away with, with that still, you know, long range builds and short range and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. I really like how the um, the stances uh, for the pilot played into that too. It was like, it, it, it was like a, a signal to me that like, oh, there are multiple ways to, to build out your mech in here. Look at these, look at these pilot stances. They're going to, uh, 
like kind of guide you towards specific builds with the bonuses that they give. It was it, that was a really um, great move, at least for me. <laughs> oh yeah, I love that system really, and uh, also the, the 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 pineapple stuff, the drawings there with mm-hmm. the masochist. I think the masochist one is my favorite. Yeah. Oh yeah, that one was great. <laughs> that one is a uh, very strong. <laughs> yes. <laughs> One of the things we definitely noticed the most is that, like, a Wolfstride is definitely a game about, uh, from people who just love media and, like, we love media. Tell us about what your favorite media, some of your favorite media is, um, whether it was a direct inspiration or not. All right. Yeah, I, I think, um, Wolfstride is a mixture of everything, uh, that I like in my, that I liked in my entire life, you know. So most things comes from animes, really. Uh, you have Cowboy Bebop there as a yes. really good reference. You know, it's it's there. Uh, Red Line. Uh, it was. Uh, I don't know if you saw Red Line, that movie from Takeshi Koike. The, I watched it again. Racing. Oh yeah. So uh, I I love the art style for that. So I I, I try to pick some of those uh, references now. But really, um, I think there there's I don't know uh, any anime that I watched at the time. I played a lot of Persona. Um, mm-hmm. I played Persona three and four while developing Wolf's Ride. And I think that made me a bit entitled to make uh, huge dialogues because I <laughs> thought, oh, yeah, these guys can get away with that. So I can yeah. too. Huh? <laughs> if Atlas can do it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but there was also a lot of K-drama because I mm. really was, I really couldn't do uh, watch most things because i was getting a lot of anxiety for watching uh, i don't know action movies or action playing action games or even persona at some point so i was binge watching uh key dramas like crazy and <laughs> yeah some uh, some inspirations and uh things uh, uh well they made it into the script you know i think oh yeah I think K dramas made me a better person. At wow! The end of it, you know, interesting. Because uh, <laughs> I really learned to care about people, and so uh, I was suffering. I was going through the same thing as Shade was going through, I guess. You know, yeah. uh, and I, I, I love his Shade's little PowerPoint presentation about K drama when he's talking to Jack. That was so funny to me. <laughs> oh yeah i love that dialogue and uh, this is one that i i didn't see how it was recorded because i was in another session and we were recording the voice from for sexu sai so the the japanese voice and the voice actor uh, is i forgot his name but uh, it's the Japanese one, you know. He has a mm-hmm. strong accent, and it, it is he is really awesome. And it was super fun because he's like eighty years old, and he's oh very elegant and respectable. 
and he was saying a lot of fuck, fuck. And, uh, <laughs> you know, he was swearing a lot because of the script. You know, <laughs> we're, we're having such a good time. And then when it ended, I came back to the session and they were recording the, the K-drama uh, dialogue. And mm. everybody was laughing like crazy there and cracking. And <laughs> and they said, oh, this guy is really serious about his K-drama, right? So <laughs> it was amazing, really. But I do love that. But it is complete bullshit, that <laughs> K-drama curve and all that stuff, yeah. you know? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I have not watched a lot of K-dramas, so I totally believed it. I was like, oh, yeah, this must be... This must be the arc of all K-dramas, obviously. I, I bought it completely. Yeah, I, I think the best ones are, are made that way, <laughs> in my opinion, yeah. So you mentioned uh, being really inspired by anime um, and, and how, you know, that was a lot of what uh, you had access to in Brazil. Um, is there something about mecha anime that that draws you in um or like yeah what 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 what's your favorite part about anime and and mecha anime in in specific if you've got something about that all right so i think um i didn't really like any mecha animes at the time for wolves right there like i watched a lot of animes but they never stuck with me i think that's uh, part of the reason why i wanted to do wolf stride because hmm. um i never really was too fond of like evangelium uh phone service or stuff like that you know yeah it it kind of annoyed me even for thinking top a gun rain lagan you know mm -hmm. um I think fun service really uh, killed some stuff for me there. I know there sure. is, there are lots of fans for that, but uh, and I don't judge. But I it's not my kind of thing. Uh, if you mm -hmm. go for my favorite animes of all time, I would say like uh, Cowboy Bebop, maybe. But uh, mm -hmm. the, the the best one for me, thinking there is Ergo Proxy. I. I don't know if you guys saw Ergo Proxy. Yeah, yeah. It's been a while, but I've seen it. I kind of love that. And, and also Samurai Shampoo. Um, so it, it, it is more... I wanted more of... Um, I like characters with existential crises or uh, they're trying to answer something, really. Right. So, and, and connect. Um, and I... You know, I think Evangelion does this, uh, but at the time I didn't have the, the knowledge for that because uh, afterwards I, I watched the three movies from Evangelion and I think it's a masterpiece. I think it's the definitive mecha experience for me. Yeah. You know, because it, it, it ain't so much about the mechas, but it's more about the the pilot and the relationship he has with the mecha. Like, if you're not piloting, then what the hell are you know? That's the, the, the question that I wanted. Um, so, yeah. Absolutely. I, I think I'm, I'm, I was more inspired by that, you know, more than the action parts and everything. I was craving to 
write the the parts where uh, the characters develop and then and deepen their bounds with, with with each other you know so totally that yeah, that's think it's more <laughs> that's really interesting to hear uh and and really cool honestly it's i it's funny. I yeah. I I am a reluctant mecha fan, but it's usually because it's like I don't really care about the robots. I care about the relationships, and so um, I also think that's probably why I part of why I love this game so Wolfstride so much as well because it it does it nails that existential crisis piece uh, really well. Oh, yeah, thanks. Yeah, we we try to do that, really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I'm interested, what was the art to animation pipeline like? Oh, yeah. It was crazy. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't know how the hell we survived that. Because <laughs> I was drawing everything on pencil. Then I scanned the art, and uh, well, I used Illustrator to uh, transform everything into vectors. Then I would paint everything in Photoshop, and uh, and give it up, uh, give it all to Paulo, and I, then Paulo can say how hell it was to animate uh, all that yeah. stuff. It was crazy. It was crazy. <clears throat> Ota is like he he's very crazy about all the his creative process. Uh, most of the time, he sent me to he asked me to animate this and that and do uh, do work on this and that and like I was animating as crazy, lots of animation, and then he looked at me and said uh we won't use this animation for this part of the game and then oh, it no. i think like we have more than 30 minutes of uh of pixel art animation that we didn't use in the final game wow and that's a, it was so many many uh, animations that i did and this part of the process uh, when we like uh, the beginning of the of stride the opening scene we didn't have a process to make uh, frame by frame animation uh, high that high quality. Oh and, wow! And like it's we did like he said he I did the frames, uh, sent to him. He did the the final art of, of these 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 frames on Illustrator and Photoshop and sent me back so I could mount everything like assemble everything in a animation program software and then we exported in video to put it in, in the game it was mm. like a big mess we took around two weeks to make that punch of uh god on that god warm punch where he punches and then killer bites the the bomb holy shit two weeks two weeks <laughs> and then when we were better at this process in the final steps of the game we his auto said to me, we need an opening. And he gave me a, a storyboard. Uh, I started working on the storyboards and looking at him and said, man, this is like too many <laughs> minutes of animation. I don't know how we're going to do it. And in the final, I, 
the final thing was I took that storyboard uh, and did everything the simplest way possible. And mm -hmm. we did the, that opening took the same amount of time as the punch of Godworm. Was two weeks for both. Wow, that's that's <laughs> insane. That that's wild. Yeah, <laughs> don't know how yeah, we survived. <laughs> yeah, and Paulo can say, but um, uh, all of the mechs that we did, they were not rigged. They didn't have an animation system, so Paulo had to make. Or, or did we switch? Uh, did we use bones for the animations? Because oh, at, yeah. at the beginning, we didn't have bones for an, the animations. Yeah, we didn't know that it, it, there was this system that simplified the animation process a lot. Because the, the, I didn't use Unit to animate. I didn't know how to use Unit to animate. So mm -hmm. it was like a process. If you were like trying to make cutout animation in Photoshop, you know? Like you put everything inside a layer, inside a layer, inside a layer, and then move everything so everything works together. It was hell. <laughs> <laughs> it, I, it, it's amazing that you were like adapting and changing the process in like during the course of the game because the game feels so complete. You know, it, 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 it doesn't, it's like, you know, you, you can tell that it was made by a tiny team who was very passionate, but it doesn't, it doesn't feel like, oh, the, the animator was learning a totally different way to animate while also animating this game. So that, that's, that's crazy. That's cool. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was really crazy. This game is like a miracle. I say <laughs> that to everyone. It's a miracle, man, because we were doing a bunch of... We're doing a mess out there. The, the, the backstage was on fire, really. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we, I think we have uh, enough art to make another game. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Things that we discarded, you know. For sure. <laughs> Listen, um, you know, uh, one of our favorite games as a podcast is Final Fantasy XIII 2, which is made completely out of discarded things from Final Fantasy XIII. Uh, so, you know, I'm I'm on board. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Amazing. I want to I want to jump back to a moment in the game, if that's OK, uh, which is that the human on human fight at the end between shade and oyabun is so sick and it yeah I, it was just this moment where i was just like jumping up from my seat and going like hell yeah finally um and really you know the it it's the same combat system but because it's not because it's a sword fight and not a mecha fight it feels different and i was just wondering were there ever any other human scale fights planned for the game, or was it always that Oyabun and Shade was going to be the one? Yeah, I think that 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 was going to be the only one, really, because mm -hmm. we wanted that backed, and it, we wanted it to feel different with all the animations and stuff to, as well. So it, yeah. yeah. It really does. It it's, uh, it's such a good moment. I loved that fight and just like all of the emotions around it. It was 
sick. It was so good. <laughs> I think two moments we had planned from the beginning was the, this fight with Shade and Six Shusai, and uh, the other one was the Angel Branch one, where the, the robot, the mech, is red, right? Because mm -hmm. uh, really, uh, my favorite mecha is Sazabi from Gundam. Mm -hmm. So I loved his design. And I yeah. first saw it in the, 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 the music video for, for Linkin Park, you know, Somewhere I Belong. There's a, uh, a part there where they show this Sazabi there. And oh, I, interesting. There, I didn't the, know that. That was the, the first time I saw the, this mecha. Wow, that's and I cool. fell in love with it. Yeah. So, and also Angel Bratch uh, is the name of the grandma of uh, our second programmer because he was German, and we wanted the the, the Mac to be German, the, the final boss. Oh yeah, yeah. And we asked him for names, and he said, "Well, my grandma is called Angel Bratch." <laughs> and I thought, "Well, <laughs> and, hell yeah, that's a hell of a name." And yeah, it is. That it is. <laughs> Pivoting to like wrap up stuff. Uh, why don't you each tell me one interesting story from developing Wolfstride? Right. Do Do you have any Paulo? Because I'm trying to think here. Man, I, I remember one <laughs> like when we were almost releasing the game. I think uh, I sent some. Some changes, some project, some changes for the project on, on the cloud, and like the, I I didn't know what, what what I did, but like I fucked up really bad the things, and our programmers were like, oh, he destroyed the game, <laughs> we won't be able to launch it. Oh my god! And Oto was like. Oh, I think they are overreacting, you know? <laughs> and I was like, so, so, um, my anxiety was so high when that happened. Uh, oh, wow. Uh, but the, the programmers were able to, to fix it. I, I don't remember what I did. I, I just think I passed some, some changes that shouldn't be there. That's it. <laughs> Look, mm -hmm. as someone who made a git commit mistake, last week that caused me to work like 80 hours the week before and almost torpedoed an 80 million dollar deal i get it it happens <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's a harsh one yeah i can say that um before um launch i think it was the weekend before launch right and me and uh, our programmer, Rolo, um, and also, I don't remember who was there, but I remember uh, me and Rolo, we were there working. It was like 5 a.m. And we'd been working like since um, 6 p.m. that day. So we're crunching like crazy there. And... Uh, um, playing the game, uh, Rolo was implementing stuff, and I was testing the game out, and I swear to God, it was the weekend before launch, and it was the first time that I could just say, hey man, the game is not breaking anymore, like, <laughs> uh, I can play the game, I can play the game, I don't believe this, because <laughs> most of the process, <laughs> I swear to God, I was stuck on day three of the game, 
for like three months because somehow the code didn't go through it, you know. So I, I had to play. I could only play to day three. Oh uh, wow! Even though I had made like uh, all the configs for like twenty days or so, I could only play up to day three. So that was wow. that. <laughs> <laughs> it was a mess. <laughs> yeah, you uh, you always hear stories in game development of like, oh, yep, it it totally was broken until like right before we went gold. But hearing it from you, that's that's wild. Software oh, yeah. is always a yeah. flaming disaster until the very last second. <laughs> yeah. uh, we had so many blockers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um. What's one thing you each did in Wolfstride that uh, no one you think no one would notice, but you're really proud of? Do you have an idea, Paulo, of something oh, uh, that you did? I think the the no, no, but I, uh, the the animation that I liked most that I did for Wolfstride was the the God One Punch. I don't know mm -hmm. if people noticed, but uh, I. But so much details, like uh, he when he jacket falls off his shoulder, mm -hmm. <laughs> while he's punching, and his tongue is out, uh, and everything. I, I don't know if people like that, but I, I, I noticed that. But I like that so much. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I think um, I don't have anything like that. Like uh, I wanted people to see. I think I I I just buried a lot of references there. If you look into the the hospital room, you see something that I took from the twentieth century twentieth century boys from Naoki Urasawa. It's the it's the like the face of the sun from for the future tower. It's it's a reference to a manga, but I, I kind of. Never wanted anybody to see that. It's just there, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think uh, there are lots of stuff like that. Like I, I made at some point, do uh, you know the band Win? Yes. So I made lots of references to Win. Oh, and, funny. Uh, <laughs> and also, I, 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 at some screenshots, there was a version of the bar that had the the Bugnish icon there at the background. Mm -hmm. um, there was stuff like that, but but I really don't mind. I think I think that my most precious moments are the ones where Shade is having deep conversations with Nebraska or Fancy yeah. Jack, and uh, yeah, I think. I, I saw reviews of people saying that they liked that the most, so mm -hmm. I'm really happy about it. <laughs> that that's awesome. Yeah, I, I it's it, there are so many little references in the game, and I really like how a lot of them don't get loudly pointed at. You know, it's it's like there are some there are a couple where it's like, hey, look, we are making this reference, but then there's a ton more that are just there. And if people see them, it's like, oh, shit, I know that. But otherwise, it's just kind of part of the detail of the world. You know what? Explain to me the Apple train. We got very hung up on the Apple train at one point. Peepoo mentions the <laughs> Apple train. <laughs> the Apple train? <laughs> yeah, what we're, we're like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> 
I I I don't even remember what this is about, really. I barely remember. I, That's okay. It, I it, it will it will die a mystery. Um. <laughs> I I don't know if you noticed, but uh, at the video uh, rent rent store there. There are a lots of references to to movies. I think the the easiest one to see is Spider Man, like Sam Raimi's Spider Man. Mm-hmm. But there are there are references to Jurassic Jurassic Park and uh, Reservoir Dogs. Um, mm-hmm. There are lots of movies there that it's kind of pixel art. So I think they only exist in my mind, but. Sure. sure. Yeah. Just so maybe it's like something to do with uh, pineapple train. <laughs> yeah, that's that was our closest guess. Was like pineapple express type deal. Yeah. Pineapple oh, express. Pine- <laughs> oh yeah. There, there's a reference to, to pineapple express. I don't know if you, if you saw that movie. I definitely saw yeah. that in the theater and was very disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there. I think there's a that's a reference to Pineapple Express in some way because I love that stupid movie so much. Yeah, uh, that's all we have written down for questions. So why don't you tell us about Zet Zillions? I have uh, played a bunch, and I'm very sad that all the OP cards got nerfed. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, so Zet Zillions is a deck builder roguelike. We are trying to keep our style there. We are, um, and also the the story. So this the the story for Zetsilians, uh is one that is one that connects with Wolfstride in some way. Yeah. I'm burying some stuff there, and I'm preparing things for the Phone Gun multiverse. So um, I plan on having different versions of her in. Well, lots of games, and okay. that's the start for that as well. And now, we're, well, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> is uh, is is she literally the devil? Oh, yeah, she can be. <laughs> sure, we'll try. Right. I think okay. uh, this version for Zedzinians is other one, but okay, um, yeah, th- there. This is a mystery I have planned to unveil oh, at some point. Amazing. But, okay. Uh, yeah, y- you'll see more of the of her and uh, different versions of her and all that. So at some point, I plan to explain exactly what she is. But okay. until then, Great. I'm just misleading you guys to think uh, <laughs> other stuff. You know. <laughs> Great. I'm sorry, I and I interrupted you while you were talking more about Zetzillians. So, so please, uh, if you've got more, continue. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, um, what I wanted to say is, um, I, I'm a huge fan of Slay the Spire, mm-hmm. and I know for a thing that I am not the genius uh, like the game designer from Slay the Spire. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, because the guy is really good strategically. So what we're aiming for in Zetsilians is to make a game where people can have fun, explore, explore and discover new things. I think our approach is more like Munchkin. I'm, I don't know if you guys played Munchkin. 
Yeah. But yes. we really want to have that thing where you're always discovering new cards, new fusions to make, and uh, and some crazy weird stuff and bullshit that uh, you wouldn't find in another game, you know? Uh, mm -hmm. We want to have these really crazy cards. Um, but right now in the demo, we don't have so much of that. But uh, yeah, we want to work those numbers up and uh, have a lot of interesting enemies. The story for Zetfinians will also be fully voiced over. And I tried to give as much depth as I could, like uh, Wolfstride story. So expect existential crises and some... Mm questions like that still you know um i didn't take it lightly in that aspect <laughs> despite you being a commander and destroying like the whole universe and yeah like, <laughs> being a major asshole <laughs> yeah that's yeah. that's really exciting to hear this card game sicko there are some wild cards in there already yeah <laughs> Oh, our favorite card didn't make it to the game yet, but it is called Your Mother. And um, <laughs> we are just stupid because we keep making jokes with that. So it's like, ah, oh, I finally find you, found your mother. Or... I can't wait to fuse with your mother <laughs> later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is there, people really are expecting that card and the art is horrible. So, yeah, I can't wait Great. to show it to you guys. <laughs> yeah, can't wait to see it. Uh, speaking of games like Slay the, Slay the Spire, have you played Monster Train at all? Oh, I think I didn't. I didn't. If, if you have any free time during your development of Zetzillions, your ongoing development, um, and, and, and you can find it, I recommend it. It's very similar to Slay the Spire. Um, and I I really love both games. So it might be up your alley. But, you know, no worries if, if you know, sometimes I hear a recommendation and I'm like, eh, I'll get to it later. And then I never get to it. So my feelings won't be hurt. But <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, that's all the questions <laughs> we had. Do you guys have anything else you wanted to say? Well, um... Yeah, I, I like to ask people to join our Discord, talk to us if possible, you know. We're always open to ideas, and uh, I love uh, conspiracy theories about Wolfstride and everything <laughs> that we're doing. There was some crazy conspiracy about the names of the characters that have the letter G and W everywhere, and I loved it so much. <laughs> I might might even make it canon at some point <laughs> <laughs> that's rad who knows man great. I can't rewrite reality for this game so why not <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that's it I think join our discord talk to us and yeah that's it awesome <laughs> well yeah um Thank you so much uh to both of you uh Ota and and Paolo this this has been great and um it was really fun to talk to you and and yeah chris and i really really loved uh loved wolf stride and i'm i'm not an early access person so i have not checked out 
Zetzillions yet, but I know Chris has, and uh, so I'm I'm really excited uh, to play it when when there's closer to a 1.0 out there. It it's it's on it's on my radar. So again, yeah, thank thanks for for coming on, um, and good luck to you in in your continued development. All right, Definitely. thank you, thank you, thank, thank you, you for having us. <laughs> Thank you for having us. It's been awesome. Talk to you guys. I feel at home already. So, yeah, <laughs> very good. Wonderful. <laughs>